Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. Welcome back for another Mindset Matters chat. So we have no fire, but this is a fireside chat. And today I have with me the irreverent, wonderful Nick James, our leader. Uh, so Nick, for those of you who do not know, most of you will know, is the fabulous CEO of Expert Empires and the creator of all of this amazing business that we are all part of. So for those of you who have not listened to the other pieces of the series, we are talking about why mindset matters, specifically in different areas of business, leadership, vision, so that we can understand that this is not something we just visit for fun, but actually utilize as one of the key strategic tools that we have to grow our businesses the way that we want to. Welcome, Nick. Thank you. Um, and I don't think I've been described as irreverent before. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> yeah, I do. Nice. Um, yes, very excited to be here and actually to talk about um a topic that I don't really talk about that often, but you know, Shari, um, how important I believe mindset is. I, I, I genuinely don't think there's anything more important as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, than your mindset, your thoughts, um, how you make decisions. Obviously, I agree with what you agree with. Uh, what I find interesting, and you and I have chatted about this a lot, is you and I will be in the room and they see me as the mindset person and you as a strategic leader. And they'll ask you a question. You'll give them a mindset or state change answer. And they ask you another strategic question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do I do when this happens? And I think because, as you've shared many times, you've grown up in the personal development space. It's so part of who you are that it isn't something you have to go learn, which is probably why you don't talk about it as much because it's just ingrained in you. It's how you've gotten where you've gotten. Yeah, and and I do think it is something I had to learn. It just happens that I learned it from a very, very young age. And, um, uh, you know, I often say, Sherry, you've heard me say this before, I, I probably do take that for granted a bit. I forget because um, the things that I've been surrounded by since I was 12 years of age, now at 40 years of age, just our second nature, they seem obvious to me. Um, but I forget that, I think. Um, mind you, I think a lot of people do the same. I, I think, you know, um, I joke about it, but, you know, people listen to one Tony Robbins audiobook or podcast episode and they go, right, mindset, tick, right, done. All done, all finished, nailed it. Forever. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. Um, and, and like I say, hopefully this doesn't come across as arrogant in any way. It's like, I've been studying this stuff since I was 12. I'm now 40 and I'm still spending hours a week on mindset, on myself. Um, so it, it really never ends. In fact, the deeper you go, the deeper it becomes obvious you can go as well. Um, uh, you know, the more you discover about yourself, the more you realize there is to discover. So yeah, I think it's a never ending process and people forget that. I'm excited to have this chat with you for that reason, because this isn't a one and done and it isn't, you know, next level of the video game and then we're finished. So how do you navigate your strategic side of your brain and the growth that you want with who you want to be and how, how do you remember both sides? Because I think this is what a lot of business owners struggle with. I see it on a day-to-day -day basis. The business grows and they forget about themselves or they focus so much on their, themselves the business is waning down here, kind of waiting for it to catch up. So I don't believe in balance. How do you navigate that dance between the two of growth? I think 
the first thing is to realize that the two are interlinked. Mm. You can't you can't have one without the other. Um, so your your question, um, which is a great one, is almost like, well, um, it presupposes though that well, if I focus on the business and grow the business, then I'll forget about myself. And if I focus on myself, then the business won't grow. And that's just not true. The the truth is, if you focus on yourself, the business will grow. Um, in my experience, mm-hmm. automatically, uh, when I say focus on yourself, on the right things, yeah. on the things that are actually going to, on developing the 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 skills um, and learning the tools that are going to help you be a better business owner, entrepreneur, leader, CEO, whatever role you categorize yourself in. So I, I really think the two are so closely linked. Uh, what I do believe is if you completely forget about yourself and only focus on your business, any success you have is going to be short, short term, um, short lived. And equally, if you um, focus on yourself from a like a, to an extreme, like obsessive, and I do have obsessive tendencies, as you know. But if, if I went totally obsessive with health, and nutrition, and well being, and therefore didn't put any time or energy or focus into my business, my business would take a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, if I don't focus on my health and fitness and well-being, my business will take a hit. So it's about having that. Uh, and I agree, I don't like the word balance because it's uh, in, in my mind, it's a, um, it's an illusion anyway. It doesn't really exist. Impossible. Yeah. And I yeah. think you hit on something really well where amazing here, which is why I help. Like we have a lot of our clients. I coach a lot of them and they'll come to me with presumably a business problem and I joke with everyone, I can write a tell all about the stuff that people tell me under the guise of business coaching, all this stuff comes up because the easiest way to look at joining these two is if you are trying to be the best CEO of your business to be hired from a CV, you have a responsibility yourself, your clients and your team to write this stuff. So people ask you all the time, I've asked you, how do you have so much energy, let's say after a big event in London, the next day you're on the football pitch with your kids, you're totally fine. It's because you take such good care of yourself, the way you think, giving yourself what you need and an understanding of even what that would mean in order to be the leader you want to be, that's when they match and they combine. So if people don't know, oh, well, is it a mindset problem or a business problem? There isn't a separation. It's a both problem. Which side of the CEO aspect of your skill set needs working on? So that's simple. Yeah, Yeah, and and I think um, when, you know, you say I look after myself and that shows up with, you know, good healthy practices around nutrition and exercise and sleep um, and all of these things. And it also is sometimes switching off, which I do a lot. You know, this because you, I suspect since we've started working a lot more closely together the last couple of years, um, I don't know if you've been surprised how much I do that. Like I was surprised. I was shocked. Yeah, I take. I just took a week off um, with the family. We went uh, went to Portugal, um, played a bit of golf with my littlest. He's ten, Ty. Uh, you know, and he loves to play golf, so I played a bit of golf with him. Hanging out at the beach, had a few drinks, enjoyed myself. Didn't think about work for a whole week. Um, like completely switched off. Um, and for years, I would not do that out of two things one fear that if i did that then you know the business would suffer in that kind of week or so um and secondly guilt that if i do that and you know we've got a relatively 
significant team now is 26 people. Like when I'm doing that, then, you know, and everyone's back in the office working, like I was feeling really guilty about that. And it took quite a long time for me to realize that by not switching off, I'm doing myself and the team and the business a disservice. Um, so that when I come back after, you know, a week plus, um, you know, switched off completely, not focusing on on business or on work. Like today, I came back and of course, Shari, you were there and we 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 ran a um a company-wide meeting. And I was able to deliver that meeting, I think, probably in in much better energy and from a better place than I would have been if I'd not just taken a week out. If I'd have come off the back of a couple of months of constant delivery and being switched on for like a couple of months straight there's no way in the world i would have done as good a job delivering it as i did because i just had a week and whenever i come back from time away i'm always on fire um and so i think that's how um the business our clients our team get the best of me is when i'm fresh yeah um but they can't get the best of me when i'm not fresh and by the way i even though i can look after myself eat well train um, sleep well, hydrate, you're still not getting the best of me if I've been doing that, like if I've been in the routine for three, four, five weeks without any break, like you're not getting the best of me, even if I'm super healthy and well, you're just not. Because physically I might be in good in a good place, but but mentally and emotionally I'm, I'm empty. And so I think for me that, that you know, I always talk about the the importance of being selfish in a healthy way, I think I I think I do that really well. Yeah, and I'm I'm smirking here for those of you who can't see because I coach our six, seven, and some of the eight figure clients, and this is a conversation I have so often. And I'm going to use the word ego not from an egotistical place, but we think we're much more important for our businesses than we actually are. There are a lot of people who can do our jobs better. And as we build a team, do do our jobs better. And we think we're that important to be there where most times with most of our clients, the more they get out of the way, the better the business does and the more space they have to be creative, to get back in the seat. And there's a real dance with this ego thing because what, what I teach is what it takes to get from where you were to where you are are most of the time the opposite qualities to get from where you are to where you want to go. Like when you started this a bunch of years ago and you were doing copy for people, I have no doubt your hours were crazy. You would do anything for anyone. You know, you were on all the time because it required that. And if you did that now, we would have a broken business with a very annoying CEO. No offense. I love you, but that would be torture. Oh, it can be pretty annoying even now at the best of times. But yeah, Did we yeah, send you on holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what's interesting? At first, I was actually quite surprised when I'd like take time out and I came back and hey, things have actually gone pretty well in my absence. Um, but I'm no longer surprised because it's happened so many times where you know I'll, I'll take time out and and it also um, you know especially when you have got a team, it it empowers the people in that team to step up, step forward, to um, take more responsibility, to shine, to demonstrate their value, um, to do the work, which we spoke about this this morning, um, is most fun for them and also requires and demands the most skill and expertise. Um, and so it's very difficult for anyone in your team to really do that when you're at the center of it all and, and holding on to control of everything. So I, I think it's that letting go of control. And look, I, you have got to do it gradually. I, d I don't think it would be smart to go from, right, you are 
controlling everything like a lunatic. And then all of a sudden, you know, hey, I'm off for a month. See you later. All the best. Like that's probably a recipe for disaster. So I think gradually over time and, you know, I started off with, um, I don't think I'd ever taken a break completely where I had no email, no phone, no kind of connection to the team or or anything work related until about three years ago. And I remember the first time I did it, I was petrified I and I had a week, but I, I'd, I'd really like prepared everything to, you know, like the team and, uh, and, and notified people and done all that, I think quite well. And I was pleasantly surprised when I came back that everything was great. And then I did it again and did like 10 days. And then in June, I did like three weeks, which I'd never done before, completely switched off. Um, and, you know, I, I think, um, yeah, the more times you do that, um, the more belief and certainty and confidence you build in yourself, in your team. Um, I guess the big question, which we haven't really addressed is what if you don't have a team? Absolutely. And that was actually going to be my question. And what if it's not about a holiday? Because we have to learn how to do this in our role, even when we don't have a team member. And even if you have one or two, and it isn't about leaving, we don't always have to leave the building in order to learn how to delegate, see ourselves in our right seat, trust other people. Like this is all mindset stuff. People will think it's strategic. And that was going to be my next question. How do you, because I've seen you do it hundreds of times with clients of ours, and I do it as well. How do we diagnose when it's a mindset issue or strategic issue because they're very closely linked and it's usually pulling a thread on one side versus the other rather than it's an all strategy or all mindset question? It's very rare that it's not mindset. <laughs> Agreed. Really, like, so rare. Like, don't get me wrong, there's certainly times where it's a strategic decision that needs to be made, um, but normally what's holding somebody back from making that strategic decision is a belief yeah. um, which might be based upon previous negative experience. It might be based upon um, a story you've been telling yourself or something you've seen somebody else do that didn't work out. Um, it might be any or all of those things that prevents us from most of the time, like we know what we should do. Yeah. We just don't necessarily do it because- We may of... not even be able to see the strategic options clearly because of these mindset things. So we don't look as things as- equal opportunities it's just can't do this because of that can't do that because of that and then there are no options left so then we have a problem so when it comes to someone who doesn't have a team who's trying to step into their own version of self-leadership and i ran a training with you in the room um a few weeks ago for our whole team a lot of them wouldn't call them class themselves as leaders but whoever's listening here is looking for an avenue to find something in themselves that's different, whether it's their level of success, their income, their fulfillment, to be proud of their work. I'm, look, I've had team members who I've broken because I wasn't up to this yet. So just because there may be physical people in the building doesn't mean that you got anywhere yet. This is a really big step to make from a mindset perspective. So how does someone do this before they have a team member or they're just starting to build a team? Yeah, I think let's let's talk about not having a team and you know i've spoken about you know taking a week or two weeks or three weeks completely out of the business like if you don't have a team that's probably not practical yes. um if you've got you know well again depends on size of business and stuff but let's say you've got you know a, a reasonable volume of clients and you don't have any of the team it's like you can't necessarily um depend on what the setup is you can't just say hey clients I'm uncontactable for three weeks. See you later. Well, you probably could, but there'd be some things you'd need to put in place first. So for me, for me, it's um, 
It's about understanding the importance and the principle of taking time out for mind, body, and spirit. And that might be rather than three weeks, one time, it might be something daily that you do that gives you the time and space to switch off. I, I, I think um, there's there's one client I'm thinking of in particular who does have a team, um, but literally never switches off. Ca- complete chaos and high stress, um, you know, uh, like therefore knock-on effects around health, family, all of these things because the, like, the business has been the number one priority. And I'm like, look, right now you've got to, you've got to start looking after yourself a lot better. So you can then be a better business owner, a better leader, um, better partner, parent, all of those things. You've got to put those things. um, You've got to give them the attention they deserve. Even to the point where like sleep, like if you're constantly stressed and worried about stuff you're not going to sleep very well um so i think it's 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 about all of these things together and again i mean something as simple as you're like is it a strategic thing or is it a mindset thing i'm like if somebody's in overwhelm or confusion or they feel like it's all chaotic in their business um i guarantee they're probably not sleeping very well and if they're not sleeping very well you're not going to be in a the right place mentally to make good decisions which can therefore resolve some of the chaos and the confusion and the overwhelm. So it's like a vicious circle. Um, uh, you know, it's like a, an endless cycle that needs to be broken. And the only way that can be broken is by um, starting to do something different. And it always starts with you first. Amen. God, I couldn't have scripted this if I tried as good as it's coming out. So we discussed something on our team meeting this morning that I found really interesting. We were talking um it was not relevant how it came up, but we were discussing the idea of personal development versus skills that we need in our business. And I think this is a massive topic because, I mean, we can go to everyone we know we know's inbox and see which courses they've bought that they've never opened to understand what people do in the pursuit of the development of being the right business owner and the skills that they need. What's your take on this? attention to personal development, as well as bettering your tactical skills in business. Because listen, most of us don't have endless funds and time to be investing in this. How do we navigate choosing and prioritizing what we're yeah. ready for next? Yeah, honestly, 80-20. Mm. 80% mindset, 80% personal development, self-improvement, working on you, 20% tactical and um, practical skills um because i'm not suggesting for a second um, and you know one of our companies is a sales training company not suggesting for a second that it's not a good idea to learn how to sell better in business or that it's not a good idea to learn um how to uh, write copy or how to you know automate certain functions in your business all of those are useful um but still the 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 success of your business is probably most closely linked to the quality of decisions that you make and the quality of decisions you make only can come from the beliefs you have or don't have um you know the energy that you bring to the table every day if you're in crappy energy you're going to make crappy decisions if you're making crappy decisions you're going to take crappy actions if you take crappy actions you're not gonna have a very good business um, so you have to do all that first. And, and you know, as I, I always share, you know, I, I'm still 
after 28 years of studying personal development obsessively, still it's never done. I, you know, I'm listening to podcasts every day. Um, I'll tell you something I do, which most people don't know about. So each day, um, on a normal day, you know, when I'm in my kind of routine, uh, I'll, I'll have time in the car to and from the gym to and from the office. Um, and in that time, I talk about this a lot, you know, I'm consuming information, podcasts, audio books, that kind of thing when I'm in, when I'm traveling. Um, but something I do, I did it this morning. I don't, I, I don't do it every day, but I do it fairly often is I'll just be in complete silence. No information going in, no entertainment. You know, sometimes if I'm feeling um, like I just want to switch off completely, like often it will be like, I've just come off the back of a three-day event. I'm on the way home. No I'm, listening to, yeah. <laughs> I'm, list, I'm listening to talk sport on the radio. Like I'm, I'm, I just want something that I can just binge on and it's not, not, it's not mentally or emotionally stimulating. It's just like almost like junk food, but for the brain. Um, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll listen to talk sport, but quite regularly, I'll just be in complete silence because it gives me the space to think and to process. And, you know, often, uh, people talk about having their best ideas when they are in the shower or in other areas of the bathroom or whatever. Why? Because we've actually got sp- nothing. There's no distraction. We're not thinking about anything. Um, we're not watching TV or listening to an audiobook or a podcast or so we're not taking in information at that point. We're just kind of still and in peace. And so I think, you know, and, and when you're driving along, for me, the same thing. Like most of the time, I'm driving to the office. It's the same route every day. I'm I'm not thinking. I'm I'm unconsciously making the journey, and so having no distraction and just let myself think. Um, and I did that this morning because I wanted to give myself a bit of prep time for the meeting that we ran we ran this morning. I was doing some new content I've not delivered before to anybody, not clients or team or anyone. So I was like, right, I really wanted some time to like think and prep, and and I definitely having that space allowed me to show up and do the best job possible of delivering that to the team because I'd spent 50, uh, what does it take me? Well, the, at the That's moment, your construction. <laughs> at the moment, you can get a lot your of office work, shorter so. than you can. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, yeah. For those that don't know, if you've not been to our office, there, it, our office is amazing. Um, you know, it's out in the countryside, just outside Birmingham, lovely place, but they're doing a lot of roadworks at the moment. So my, 12 to 15 minute journeys, more like 25 minutes at the moment because of all the diversions. Extra but thinking time. Exactly. Extra thinking time or more time for um, studying, learning, consuming information that's going to be helpful. So, yeah, I, I think that that stillness um, is, I, I, I never would have done that a few years ago. I, I probably only started doing that the last couple of years. Um, and you and know that what? comes with self-trust to be able to know a, you need it and B, something good will happen. And I think one of the big misnomers is the more information we stuff in our brain from a mindset perspective, I know that. I say this almost every start of my workshops, just because you know a lot of what I'm going to teach doesn't mean you're doing it. So put down what you know, even for the day, and let's dive in because the education and transformation are not automatically linked. If anything, so many of us in this space are so overly stuffed with information and not enough implementation or transformation or space that even if we've heard it 40 times, it doesn't, hasn't gone in because we haven't done any of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I would never have done that a couple of years ago. And the reason I started doing it honestly was just, I got so busy. Like so like there was so 
much less space in my day. Uh, I was like, I have to create a space for stillness and for peace and for thinking time because there just was no thinking time otherwise. I mean, li- literally, you you know, uh, I know your diaries slammed with uh, delivery of uh, coaching with our clients and creating content, all the things that you do as head coach of Expert Empires. My, my diary is literally from the minute I walk into the office, normally about 9.30 each morning, so about 6 when I leave, there is no space. It is back to back to back to back to back to back. And so I have to be more creative with how I find space for thinking and processing. Um, yeah, looking after my mind, really, more than anything. Uh, I'm loving loving this conversation. Um, in front of you guys listening here are two very big thinkers. We are the visionary types. We just see possibility, not impossibility. <clears throat> and it's a curse and a blessing at the same time, obviously. Um, what I find with a lot of our clients and my clients for the past nine and a half years is because we all move very quickly as entrepreneurs, as the thinkers, as the creator of new things, it's hard for us to slow down to catch up a team, an audience, clients to think like we do. And then we we get caught in this mindset frustration of if I could just show them what's in my head, they would then trust me. How have you over the past bunch of years and even when helping clients with this navigate the speed of your brain and your vision with the reality of what planet earth and regular people think like this comes down to how quickly people start changing their messaging or don't test and give things the time they need to go in because we think our best skills are when we're in speed we now as we discussed talked about the space and perspective but from an action taking place many of us when we aren't sure about our mindset take a lot of frenetic action in our business and actually doesn't help the business and it doesn't help our connection with our clients What's your what advice would you give people when it comes to navigating the way our brains work? Yeah, I think I think first of all, you need to have an awareness or an understanding of how your brain works. Yeah. Um, because we're all different, right? So, you know, you said we've got quite a lot in common um in that we're big thinkers and we we see possibilities and opportunities rather than risks or threats generally. Um, so we're quite aligned in that respect. Um, I think you've got to know and understand first and foremost what your natural tendencies are i know that my natural tendency is speed it is um and that can be a blessing and a curse what i've had to realize over time is that just because my natural tendency is speed doesn't mean anyone else everyone else's natural tendency is speed so when you and i sit down together um, and have a conversation like we have here it's a million miles an hour and we love it we we're both in, in our comfort zone with that and if I'm sitting down with certain members of my team or certain clients they are not in their comfort zone so I have to adapt um, in order to communicate in a more effective way so I think understanding your brain understanding your personality style uh, Sherry you know I do a load of work around disc profiling um, in this regard like first of all me me knowing and again I've been that's another tool that I've been using since I was a kid me knowing what my natural tendencies are and the pros and cons of those tendencies and then being able to adapt accordingly so that um, you know uh, like because there are without doubt there are some negatives some downsides to being as fast-paced as I am mm-hmm. um, it has over the years um, you know 
fortunately, not so much recently, but in the past, landed me in a lot of hot water where I've made a decision, taken an action, um, and it's blown up in my face. Or it's caused a knock-on effect um, with the rest of the team where they're like, we weren't, like, they just weren't ready for that. And, and then there's a negative impact. So first of all, knowing yourself, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and and adapting accordingly. And so for me, it's with, with the, how I, I suppose, to answer your question, how, how I manage that is by having structure. So I, what I don't do, um, even though it would be my natural tendency, is I, I don't any longer um, come up with an idea and implement straight away. Very rare will I do that. Um, what I tend to do now is I'll come up with an idea, I'll bounce it to the team, knowing that we're not going to implement it straight away, which is challenging for me because I'm fast-paced. Um, but knowing that in order to build a, um, an effective team, I can't just run off and do things on a whim. So I've got a bit of structure in place um, and I've got a number of things in place structurally in the business that mean if anyone's got an idea or an opportunity, we can bring it to the table, we can discuss it, we can make a decision on it and we can either act or not. Um, and everybody has that same, like, I'm not exempt from that process just because I'm the CEO. I don't get to overrule everything and go, we're doing this because I said so. Um, I have to, I have had to adapt in order to um, create a team that works in harmony. Um, and so I think the first thing is the awareness. I talk about self-awareness a lot. I've been talking about a lot more recently um, at our events. For me, that's the, the first, num the number one thing, like to start you off, um, self-awareness, understanding yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, your natural tendencies, um, so that you can then um, you can lead and run your business from a more powerful place, and also you know knowing what your biggest mistakes, the, the mistakes you might be prone to are, that makes a big difference. Um, thank you for that. That was very open and honest, and I, I want to highlight one thing for people to make sure they heard. It's first the self-awareness and understanding your strengths and weaknesses, and then not pouring them on everybody. This is who, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, well, this is who I am. I'm like this, and this is the way I've been, and this is why I don't have a job, and this and that. It's taking your strengths and understanding how that fits in the world. So that means getting uncomfortable to not work at the speed that you naturally do, to slow down and have to explain to other people, whether it's an audience, a team, clients, um, to make sure that the communication is there, the connection still stays. This is very hard work, which is why it's an ever-evolving process. There's no one, even when we have the self-awareness, that then knows what to do with it on a day-to-day -day basis. As an audience grows, as your prices go up, as you have more clients, you're doing bigger things, this all gets revisited in a cyclical way. It's not a one-and-done shot on this. Yeah, I mean, as you know, Shari, one of our values is we practice self-awareness and humility. And I, I genuinely, like, what does that really mean? Well, it means we practice because it's not possible to be fully self-aware and act from a place of humility all the time, 24-7, 365. We, we're constantly working at it, but we're always working to be more self-aware, to understand ourselves better, and then have a humility to go, like, because like you said, I think uh, a lot of, a lot of what I see in, in other, uh, in other people, clients, uh, people who attend our events, business owners, entrepreneurs, is like, this is just how I am. You're going to have to get on with it, get on board with it. And I'm like, fine. If that's how you want to operate, um, you will, I guarantee your business will get stuck at a certain point because that is, arrogant that is yes. 
ego talking to go, this is just how I am. That's how, you know, like, who who are you to think that you're too good to change, to be open to uh, adapting your style, to improving? And, and I think that's where we practice self-awareness and humility, which is one of our values, comes in. Um, uh, and, and that's why it's so important to me. Oh, I love it. This has been amazing. Uh, as our last closing thing, as you and I are obviously wanting to speak about the mindset of things we speak about in the room, but it's a really important thing to bring to the forefront. If you could give people, no matter what stage of business they're at, they're startups, they've been in it for a while, or they've got more stuff they need to clean up, to be honest, we know that from ProofWise. What's one tip on a day-to-day -day basis that you would give people Practically speaking, like great big ideas we talked about today. How do I wake up tomorrow and do something different? You know my philosophies. I'm curious of yours. Yeah, you know what? Um, it's not really a tip so much as a um, some words of reassurance. Um, we all feel out of our depth. I feel out my depth all the time. So right now, as I sit here talking to you today, um, I have never run built operated a business of this size before and so constantly i feel out of my depth i'm constantly going like at some point somebody's going to realize that i'm winging it and i don't know what i'm doing and i'm just, and i'm kind of just waiting for that data but you know what like what i realized the more um the more the more experience i've had and the more time i've spent around other um very successful entrepreneurs, business owners. You know, I've interviewed some amazing people, expert empires, of course. Um, the more I've realized that, like, everyone's the same. Like, anyone in business, some of the top performing sports people in the world, like, all go, like, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm capable of this. I feel out of my depth, if they're being really honest. Now, um, a lot of times people go, no, no, I'm 100% confident in my ability. And by the way, I would say the same. I am 100% confident in my ability. But equally, um, and it sounds contradictory to what I've just said. They're, they're the very people, related, yeah. Yeah, there's always that bit of me that goes like, like, you know, I feel a little bit out of my depth. I, I don't know what I don't know. I've not done this before. Um, so I think there's that balance of having the uncertainty and a bit of fear and um you know the unknown that's ahead which it is um but equally going and i'm going to trust myself that i'll work it out and i think that's that that it's the balance of those two things it's having that that fear that uncertainty um of the unknown but also trusting your own um call it what you like ability intuition um gut instinct that you'll work it out and it's served me fairly well so far I couldn't have placed that better. Last week, I taught our clients on our coaching day an entire day about trust, exactly that. Because in order to grow, you've got to have your roots and the ability to be flexible. And that only comes when your foundation is solid. Amazing. Thank you so much, Nick James. This has been fabulous. Um, well, thank I know you. We've got a lot of cool mindset stuff coming up. So we're bringing this forward because we know this is a conversation that people need to start having even in their strategy and their sales and their marketing and all that stuff. Well, and, and like, let me just reiterate, I want to remind you of something, 80-20. Yeah. 80%. I know I know it's cliche, and I know, you know, I, I'm a keen golfer, um, 
So, you know, it's said that 80% of success on the golf course is psychology and only 20% is mechanics. It's the same in business. It's the same in any area that you want to excel in, I believe. Um, yet, most people are investing uh, a disproportionate amount of time, energy, money, resource in practical, tactical learning and not on psychology, mindset, um, learning how to show up in the best energy and, and and as the best versions of themselves. And so my, my recommendation would be, because um, most of the time I suspect it's the opposite, it would be 80% mechanics uh, and, and tactics and 20% mindset and psychology, if that. So my, Only when my, there's a problem, then they re remember the psychology and the mindset, yeah. Well, yeah, my invitation would be to um, to really ask yourself, how much time, energy, resource am I putting in to my own personal development, self-improvement, understanding of my mindset, my psychology? Um, uh, and, and I would implore you to up the ante on that. And I think when you do that, everything else works twice, three times, five times, 10 times as well. Um, so that would be my recommendation for what it's worth. Amen. It's worth a lot. We'll find out. Everyone's now going to go do it. We're going to have a whole new self-evolved aware business owners out there getting the results that they want because they're taking care of what they need. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And you guys will all tune in to our next episode in this. We've got some good ones coming up. Take care. Thanks. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember, till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.